This is South Florida Sunday. We thank you for being with us, and we'd like to welcome our next guest, Dr. Dennis Reyes. He is here to talk to us about Stroke Awareness Month. He is the Interventional Neurology, Vascular Neurology on staff at Delray Medical Center and the Palm Beach Neuroscience Institute's Boynton Beach office. Doctor, welcome to South Florida Sunday. Thank you so much for having me invited. Thanks. My pleasure. It is great to have you with us. I would venture to guess that probably a large majority of the folks listening to our conversation have heard of stroke. They know what they think. They know what strokes are, but most of us probably don't really know. Uh, tell us a little backstory on the stroke. Yeah, my pleasure. So stroke is certainly a burden for our society. So it says approximately 700,000 patients are suffering from stroke in the U.S. a year. So that's a, you know, quite a large amount of patients. And basically, uh, a good amount of uh, percentage, uh, we're talking about close to 80% or more, are related to a vessel in the brain, which could be small, medium, or large size that shuts down completely, and there's, there's not enough blood flow going to a part of the brain, which as a result, there's no glucose or oxygen going to that part of the brain and causes deficit neurological symptoms, and you know that part of the brain is at risk to uh, completely develop an infarct and, and losing those, those um, capabilities. There is the other part of the stroke where actually the vessel does the opposite. It, it, it ruptures and, and it bleeds into the head. So that's what we call a hemorrhage uh, or, you know, a bleed actually. So And that could be related to high blood pressure. And again, the vessel uh, bursts. It could be a small vessel. Usually it's a small vessel, the one that bursts. But it's also related to brain aneurysm. Brain aneurysm can cause bleeds in, inside of the head and that can cause a lot of trouble. And I would assume that uh, uh, people suffering from stroke, like a lot of other medical conditions, uh, early uh, response is key. Uh, getting uh, getting help, the, the quicker you get help, the better the outcome. And that brings us to the acronym FAST or BFAST. And I think it's probably just as important for friends and loved ones to understand this acronym as it is for someone who uh, is a possibility of suffering from a stroke uh, because uh, they may not realize what's happening to them. You got that completely right. So uh, symptoms of stroke, is, um, you might have heard they're related to speech difficulties. There are, you know, patients are having difficulty understanding the word or putting the words out or even repeating or naming objects all of a sudden. It's very abrupt. It's pretty dramatic. And they're having deficits, meaning they can't move one side of the body, or they're losing their sensation. They're touching that side of the arm, or they're complaining of numbness or tingling on that side of the body. Even they could be also facial droop as well. You know, there's some uh, asymmetry on when they're smiling, for example, or they could be losing their vision. Uh, having balance problems. So those are the typical symptoms of stroke, uh, what we call stroke-like symptoms. So there's a mnemonic that we try to educate um, our community, and that obviously includes not the stroke patients. We're talking about, just like you said, friends, family, neighbors, everybody needs to know about this. Um, the BFAS is a little bit more 
complete, I would say. B stands for balance. So if you have someone complaining of balance problems all of a sudden, such as dizziness or they're falling to one side of the body, E stands for eye. So if they're suddenly losing the vision on one side of the visual field, whether it's the right or the left side, that is a very concerning neurological symptom. Then it follows by the F, which means face. And that stands for weakness in the face when the smile is asymmetric. A stands for arms. You have them lift their arms up in the air. And if they're drifting or the arm is kind of falling down, then that right there is pretty concerning. Um, so, and then S stands for speech, which I mentioned, having word difficulties that can sound even slurred. Um, they're, they're repeating words, so they might sound like they're talking in a completely different language. So those are typical stroke-like um, symptoms. And then T stands for time. You want to call 911. We want to make sure that that friend, that neighbor, family that just detected any of these stroke symptoms. And unfortunately, just like you said, some of these patients are so confused you know, they can't even reach out for the phone and they don't even know what's going on with them. They can't even open a cell phone to dial 911. So mm -hmm. they need that extra help to, to get, you know, be able to call 911. And then also, T, we want to know when is the last time that patient, that the family member, that friend was completely normal. It's very important because there's only 4.5 hours where we can give this medication. It's a club buster medication called TPA. Uh, there's a new one that is uh, it's coming up too called Connected Place. But this is, a, this is basically a club buster medication and can only be given in 4.5 hours to clear the small vessels of the brain. Now, when there is a bigger vessel that is occluded, then there's another procedure that we can do. We'll go through the groin, catheters and wires, and there's a big clot. We can actually fish the clot out of there and open the vessel and restore the blood flow back to the brain and expecting that they'll do better. And is there – I know we tend to think of uh... – Stroke as being something that affects people, older people, senior citizens, those 65 and older. But uh, that's not necessarily the case, is it? No, you're right about that. Not at all. We have, we have seen an increase in the, in the numbers and incidents uh, of patients that are less than 65 years old. Um, the numbers are rising, and I think it's all uh, related to risk factors, you know, uh, you might have, uh, you know, one might have a clock for when the stroke is going to happen, but if you have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, high sugar problems, and you're smoking, and you, know, you don't take, take care of your risk factor, you're not following your primary, and, you know, that, that time clock is actually going to come, come early. You know, if it was going to come at the, the age of 80, well, it's going to come at the age of 50 or so. You know, you're kind of accelerating the process of vessels being damaged. Um, and, and yes, yeah, certainly it can happen earlier in life. Yeah. And what are the treatments? Yeah. So um, the treatment uh, it basically depends of what kind of presentation they're coming with. We try to screen everyone that rolls through the ER. We will get a pre-alert actually by EMS once there is a patient that having stroke symptoms. And the first thing we do is a CAT scan. So we do a plain CAT scan of the brain to make sure, first of all, we want to answer the question, is there, is there a bleed in there or not? Is, are the symptoms related to a bleed? If there's no bleed, then we go to the second stage where the treatment comes in as, you know, is this patient arriving less than 4.5 hours enough so that can push 
we can push this medication, the club buster medication I was just talking about, mm-hmm. and kind of clear, you know, kind of clear those vessels and reopen and recanalize them to restore the blood flow back to normal. So that will be the first treatment in line that we're trying to, you know, um, uh, accommodate for patients as soon as possible when they arrive through the ER. Then we get more scans. We get more scans to look at the big vessels of the neck and the head as well. And if we see one of those are by any chance shut down completely, then there's a second treatment that we offer where it's called um, a removal of a clot. Uh, and more, more technical name is mechanical turbectomy, but it basically means that we're removing a clot from the inside of the vessel. The way it works, we go through the groin, uh, with catheters and wires. We navigate those catheters and wires up to the arteries in the neck. And then with devices, we can actually aspirate, literally aspirate the clot out of the vessel or fish it out through, through a stem that you can actually retrieve and pull the stem down of, same way that you put in you know, the clot down. So mm-hmm. um, that's quote-unquote what we call in, you know, fishing the clot out of the vessel, mm-hmm. uh, but you're removing it, basically, and re- kind of restoring the blood flow again back to normal. Um, we have seen great results. You know, the earlier you, you do this kind of treatment, is, the better it is. I always give the example of, you know, you have a jam in 95, Right, <laughs> in the highway, you have a jam in '95, but you still can use, you still can use the side treats, right? You, you can use a, that's what we call the collateral flow in the brain. So you still can use the side treats, but eventually, what's going to happen to the side streets, right? They're going to shut down because there's so many cars. So, so we want to get that jam out of the, out of '95 as quick as, you know, um, as, as possible. So. Now, you touched a little bit on life choices that we can make to help avoid our risk of stroke, uh, and those are important. I'm curious, is there a, a family history aspect to the victims of stroke? Yeah, there, there is a family history um, aspect to that. Uh, certainly, if you have a, a, a first relative, who had, let's say, uh, strokes in the past, or you know, uh, then certainly your risk of having a stroke is just a little higher. But that typically applies a little bit more towards uh, what we call brain aneurysms. Mm. Um, you know, you have even two first-degree relatives that had a history of brain aneurysm, then your risk of having a brain aneurysm is actually a little higher than, than the normal population. Um, and then you might want to get a scan to make sure there's no brain aneurysm because then certainly your risk for bleeding in the brain, um, uh, you know, uh, without having any symptoms. You know, it's interesting enough, brain aneurysms are sitting in there. They could be small. They could be, you know, even less than one centimeter in size, maybe four or five, and not causing headaches, not causing anything, but then all of a sudden they burst, you know. Right. And that's a bleed in the head right there. That's part of the stroke spectrum, and that can, you know, cause a lot of trouble. Patients actually might end up in the hospital for 21 days. But regarding the other side of the stroke where the vessel shuts down, then, then yes, family is a factor. Hmm. But more importantly, hmm. it's, um, it's, a, it's hypertension. You know, high blood pressure, it's 80%. Close to 80% of the, really? the, the major risk factor for the vessels to be damaged over time uh, in patients that are suffering stroke from a vessel shutting down. Hmm. Okay. Well, 
for folks who want to find out more about May being National Stroke Awareness Month and to find out about uh, the great uh, opportunities that, that they can find at Delray Medical Center when it comes to uh, interventional neurology and uh, the vascular neurology that you specialize in, where can they go to find out more information? Uh, yeah, we have information on our website as well. Uh, in Tennant, uh, uh, the Ray Medical Center. We have information there. Uh, I also have, um, uh, you know, the American Heart Association has a lot of tools and uh, free uh, information that uh, they provide, including recommendations uh, for diet and exercising. You know, for example, diet is, uh, uh, you want to do, you want to follow a Mediterranean diet. That, that supposedly has the good oil for the body, the fish, the chicken. You want to stay away from red meat. And then they talk about, for example, exercising. They talk about, you know, we are, we are all supposed to be doing 150 minutes of moderate cardiovascular exercise um, a week. All right. So that, that kind of information is available online. Also, I mean, if you want to follow me, obviously, uh, um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn and Dennis Reyes, MD. I have some information regarding stroke um, in some of the cases that I've done as well. And um, so, the, you know, that will be another source. But, you know, I will probably look at the American Heart Association first. Yeah. And I also see here DelrayMedicalCTR.com. And for information on the Palm Beach Neuroscience Institute, it's PBNI.com, correct? You got it. Yeah. Excellent. Those are, those are strong, strong sites to look for information. Yeah. Doctor, it's great to speak with you. Thanks for getting us up to date on what's going on at Delray Medical Center and uh, getting us current with National Stroke Awareness Month. And we thank you so much for being our guest on South Florida Sunday. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me here. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.